Where did you go to school? And who is your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of here! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please go outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys. We just want to tell this, mate. Mate, because I want to do this, Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoistead for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and we need to kick off the show firstly outlining our new format where we do one show with all your favourite segments like Black Girl Fuckwits, Sobsy to the Man, and the next week we do our deeper dives, which you call Rabbit Holes. Mm-hmm. We released a rabbit hole on the execution of the search warrant at the Trump Mar-a-Lago compound last week, and the next one, unless something really cool or interesting or sad happens, will be on the big bad great reset. No. Does Clash Schwab want you to eat crickets? Not really. Mm. Like he doesn't really. It's just not really a fucking thing. Anyway, maybe we're going cricketers. To maybe he wants you to eat cricketers. <laughs> it was like when we went to Pakistan, and uh, Ellis was like, "Don't go there. They kill cricketers there." <laughs> Terrifying. A lot of cricket umpires do. If they can kill cricketers, they'll kill you. (laughs) And we must also issue a humbling apology. We referred to a video of uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Fox News with Sean Hannity, where it seemed Ron DeSantis, this was last week's episode, where it seemed Ron DeSantis was making reasonable arguments in support of the FBI. I mean, we should have known. Huge red flag. Um, But we we were wrong. I got got sold. It was, you know, it was, to be fair, a pretty good good, uh, mock-up. Yeah, it was reasonable to think that he was doing it in spite of, you know, like 2024 and trying to undermine his, you know, competitor. But. To our luck, we have fantastic listeners who don't fall for this bullshit and they let us know. Specific shout out to Daniel Morrison, a.k.a. Hamilton Hume, a.k.a. the guy who just released an article on his medium you should go and check out, and one or two others for letting us know, but you don't get shout outs because you don't write big essays. Yeah, Lawrence. Lawrence is another one who let me know on Twitter. Lawrence did? Oh, I love that guy. Uh, in no uncertain terms. No, 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 damn you, internet. We really should have been more <laughs> observant because at roughly the same time, Governor Ronnie did tweet, the raid of Mar-a-Lago is another escalation in the weaponization, mm-hmm. is that word a lot, of federal agencies against the regime's mm-hmm. political opponents. We've talked about yep. how they use that word regime instead Love of it. the Biden administration. It's a regime. Uh, while people like Hunter Biden get treated with kid gloves. Now, no, the the regime is getting another 87,000 IRS agents to wield against its adversaries, Banana Republic. Are they, though? I don't I don't think that's true. I didn't bother to check, but they have, uh, with the Anti-Inflation Act coming through, they are basically funding that on high corporate um, ta- tax rates, uh, higher uh, corporate tax rates. Uh, but anyway, Ted Cruz, the senator for Texas, <laughs> tweeted in reply, abolish the IRS. So, you know, <laughs> this guy's actually paid by the government from taxpayer money, and he wants the, he wants the, the tax overseer abolished. So yep. everything is normal in the GOP. Just everything's just normal. And if we make mistakes, 
And we do, we'll fess up to them, except for the burp that I just edited out, because it makes me feel good and a lot less like Avi Yemeni, who is not a journalist. <laughs> yes, yes, we are a lot dissimilar. There's a lot of difference here. There is. Uh, a lot we of also remind listeners that uh, this thing of ours ain't free. And if you've no. got a few dollars lying around, flick them our way. I mean, it is free because you're listening to it and you probably haven't paid We're for very it. much like Avi in that respect. No, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I've been rejected entrance to my house. I need money. Uh, I haven't. We do have a Patreon, and for as little as five dollars a month you can have access to all sorts of free content including fucking excellent by the way jack's takedown of the scott morrison minister of everything scandal which i really enjoyed recording because i didn't actually know half that shit myself so it was it was great i didn't even pay it's fucking great and yeah yeah you got it for free and you can find the patreon at www.com patreon.com backslash the conditional release program. So do that. Do that at once. Yes, and while you're doing it, we'll sit here in perfect silence waiting for your bank account details. Give us money. Just give it to us. That's <laughs> not perfect silence, but it's close. No, no, no. We trust you, and we know you'll get around to it soon. Exactly. We can't wait because we have to get on with the show, and the best way to do that is to intro the conditional release program's weekly news. It has been a huge fortnight in the world of cookers, just huge, with Melbourne protesters becoming the most hated people in the country after taking their protest outside a children's hospital. Why not? And this, mm. like, after the fact, we saw families recounting the horror of having to walk or drive or just be near a rabble of aggressive <laughs> idiots yelling out shit about pedophiles and vaccines just to go and then oh go and visit God. their children who are like getting like cancer treatment and like leukemia treatment and shit. Well, any child in hospital, for no matter whether it's a day or two or a longer stay with a more serious illness or injury, it's really traumatic it's for parents. Yeah, it's fucking just mm. insane. And the last thing you want to see is a bunch of idiot cookers out the front just screaming at buildings. Oh, exactly. It's it's really annoying. I can't even say there's pedophiles in that building because you know what? There probably fucking isn't anyway. So, look, they set the bar high when they recently protested outside of Casa House, which is a centre for survivors of sexual assault. Because they yes. thought it was feminist bullshit. But the centre caters to all genders. So, like, what are you fucking even talking about? It's just the fact that it says women's hospital on the title. But, I mean, look, I didn't think they could top that. I thought I thought they couldn't top yelling at Vinny's. It, it, it was a tough ask, but they've managed to jump. Yelling at children, man. Any day of the week, it's not going to get you friends. And yelling at children suffering severe illness in hospital, it's like a bingo card of failure. Like, who's your yeah. PR guy? Fire yes, them. Yes, Fire them. Yeah, yeah. Did not, did not have that on my bingo card. There were reports that one family said goodbye to their child and the child had passed away as they protested outside. A rabble of idiots yelling about health conspiracies. Why do you say goodbye to your child? You know, you can't make this no. shit up. And Dr. Sorry, Mr. William Bay, <laughs> cooker doctor, finally got his wish to be deregistered Yay. after basically begging the regulator AHPRA, UPRA, to do yep. it. Maybe he wanted a career change. Maybe needed some new mates. Either way, I'm glad he's no longer a doctor. Oh, I wouldn't want to visit him. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. no, no, the guy's a fucking spanner. And the big one, of course, is the alleged kidnapping of Grace Hughes in the Northern Territory. Tom Tanneke did a great video on this with the help from our very own Tinfoil Tales host, Soz, who does amazing work. And she trawls through hours of video footage to find this stuff. It is so niche. And she's got her finger on the pulse to the point where these things happen. She and does she knows the minute. And she always tells us. We'll get to that later. But the video covers a lot of the story from the angles the news don't really make it to because, of course, the mainstream media are covering this. But Tom obviously knows things 
things differently and has a lens that just isn't anywhere else. So watch that video if you want to know about this. But if you don't, don't, because it's really sad. I mean, after the video has gone up, thankfully it was reported that she'd been handed over to police. That's a child, Yeah, yes, this yes. was on Saturday yes, 20th. Yes. And mm. charges have been laid against two women allegedly involved, you know, allegedly, allegedly, Great allegedly. Great belief. You just, while she was while she was missing, there was just this what is happening sort of sense, you know. Oh, it's awful. Stories that, uh, that she'd been taken into state and, and these sorts of things where she may simply have disappeared for a long period of time. Yeah. It was a great relief oh, it's, to find out that she'd been uh, Yeah, she'd it's been just an absolute nightmare. Cook a crap aside. It's just, it's just shit. Any child who's put in this sort of situation is just shit. Anyway, in good news, Grace was in good health and has been returned to her family, the sane oh, half at least. And, well, you know, we like to keep the podcast light because I think cookers are funny. This is one of the things. It's cathartic release. They say the darndest things. It's almost adorable, sometimes inflammatory, sometimes dangerous, mostly funny. This story is dark. There's no funny really side nasty. at all. <laughs> no. If we cover it in the future, we're going to give it the space it deserves, probably do a rabbit hole on it, but we also might not. I don't know if I really want to put myself through this. And as much as I love you guys, don't pay me enough. Soz from Tim Four Tales told us about this from the very start. We watched it with this sort of bated breath as it unfolded. And I was always thinking, fuck, we're going to cover this. Fuck, we're going to cover this. I don't know. What I can say is, and this is something that Tom goes over a lot, it sets a dangerous precedent of pedophile fantasists using children perpetuate these delusions of high-level sexual abuse mm. through the conspiracy community. And all I can see the benefit is, and I don't know, maybe I'm missing the point here, it's for clout and attention. That's what it seems like because yeah. it just gets all this focus on them. And okay, maybe there's paranoid fantasies and mental illness behind it, but I mean, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not here for it. Maybe they actually believe their own bullshit. I'm not going to project into their minds. All I know is this is not good, and I hope this fucking cooked phenomenon stops here. Mm, not so sure, John. I'm not <laughs> convinced by that at all. But I'll just say, if you do look into this one, the details are pretty harrowing, both in the pedophile fantasy side and on the actual event side. We won't discuss the allegations, and I also won't speculate on the impact it's going to have on the child because it's just not my place. But if you do jump into it, buckle up because it's not funny. Like, it's just no, not funny at all. Not at, Shit. Not at Everything all. Everything else sucks. And really, it is the sort of logical extension of the Q-type um, cultists. Yes, it really and, and is. And pedophile fantasists is, is, the, is the correct term here. Yes. It's a logical extension uh, of their behaviour. It really is. Is to abduct children. Yeah. Uh, when, when the whole raison d'etre, the whole business of their cult says, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop ch children being abducted, so we better go and abduct some children to stop Exactly. It. And then you make up the That's reason later. It is. You know? Yeah, but moving on, the so-called Canberra stayers are getting more and more weird. Oh, they are. And as usual, we have Sauce, uh, Sauce to thank for it on Twitter, Sauce. Uh, at Sauce149 on Twitter. If you want to look her up and give her a follow, it's well worth your Absolutely. time. And co-host of Sinful Tales to thank for enduring their rambly, long, uh, rambling, long-winded footage and picking out the best bits thank for you. us. Huge credit also goes to Ken Barron, at Ken Barron, at K-E-N-B-E-R-H-A-N. Ken Barron, get it, for doing the same. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be able to do it without you. I just wouldn't. Fantastic I, I just work. wouldn't do Does it. fantastic done work. Does Ken? Down the time, down mm. the patience. But I'm just going to say these people, they're drunk, they're stoned, they're angry, they're loud, and just utterly awful people. The way they speak to camera, <laughs> it's just like, 
Oh, like, oh, gross. They've recently decided to use their dopey portable giant speaker, I think they bought from Aldi, to play, of all things, Rage Against the Machine, a band close <laughs> to my heart because we share a political alignment which is called Extremely Fucking Left. It is so difficult to watch a bunch of hard right-wing morons just completely missing the point of a band that is genuinely made up of communists. I'll admit, I'm probably not quite as far left as Rage Against the Machine are. They are right against the fence. But these people are so fucking the, stupid. The, the guitarist says, uh, the guitarist, you painted on the guitarist. What's his name? The guitarist? Uh, yeah, Tom Morello. Tom Morello. Tom Morello. <laughs> you know, he's, a, he's a political science graduate. He's he got is. a degree. Very smart. Man. Paint, painted, yes, indeed. And painted on his guitar is Arm the Homeless. Yes, it is. Which he, he played that guitar when he played with Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. Mm. Fucking amazing. I love the fact that Bruce was like, you know what? I'm cool with it. That's crazy, but I'm okay with it. I love mm. Tom Rello. He's fucking amazing. He's very, Night Watchman. Oh, mm. wonderful. So, look, after an incredibly loud and obnoxious protest outside a police station, federal cops, bashing their steel toe boots against metal bollards. They figured this out recently, that it makes a big noise. And mm. yeah. they're just like drunken children yeah, t- in a concrete it's, playground. That's four-year-olds. Yeah, that's it sort is. of terrible twos. It, yeah, it is. It is just the weirdest fucking thing. Oh, God, they piss me off. And, like, it's just pointless noise. It's just arbitrary nonsense. And then they play that loud, shitty music, probably some of their crappy rap. Exposure 28, drop the plate. So when they were told to go away, they're like, what? What are the decibels? You're like, how are you contesting this? You know you're annoying. Just walk, man. But apparently all of this was because their mate Joel, no relation, don't fucking, don't finger me with this. Someone else has my name, should be released from custody. I don't remember, Look, I uh, didn't really look into why he was arrested, being a pest, I imagine. Don't and he know. was, too. Later that I day, he was, re- he, was, he was released from court. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm guessing. Stop the that noise, just, stop the noise, we'll let him out. We'll let- they'll be like, yeah, we're fucking steel <laughs> caps, man, it worked. We've got to keep doing that. We've got to keep smashing steel caps outside of courthouses and cop shops to get people out of jail. Yeah, Joel also, that's the other Joel, also claims in the video 83.4 section 61 is the reason he can peacefully protest 83.4 section 61 of what? Good question, Jack. Well, I don't know because uh, he just drawled it. I'm not sure if that was Joel who said Watch that. I think, maritime I think it was more. the other guy. I don't know their names. Mm. I don't care about their names. I don't like these people. I'm just going to guess after a Google search, and I did have to Google this, that he means he doesn't really understand what section 83.4 of the Criminal Code Act, Commonwealth 1995 means, when it says interference with political rights and duties. Uh. See, this is a law that stops people from using threats or violence or both to interfere with the exercise of performance of an Australian democratic or political right or duty by a person whose right or duty arose under the constitution or a law under the Commonwealth, because it's a Commonwealth law, yeah. so it's not a state-based thing, blah, blah, blah. Not sure making an idiot of yourself actually falls under that law. No, it's not a right to protest. You mm. like, But this is the same thing as anything they do, especially Jackie Dundee. They just grab these words and they go, you know what, I reckon... That means... I understand at least four of them. Yeah, and (laughs) they clearly think this means interfering with their political rights and duties. Like, they're somehow officers of the Commonwealth. Or, like, even so, like, they don't even believe the law exists. So, like, I mean, fuck you. It doesn't give you the right to be a nuisance. None of this makes any sense. But then he goes on to 61. Article 61, I guess. I mean, the Magna Carta. Mm, Portuguese maritime law, 17th century Portuguese maritime law. Who who knows? And it's just just ridiculous because, like, not only that, but, like, so you throw in Article 61, which we could talk about for days, but it's this whole thing about it allowing for lawful dissent rebellion. And it doesn't actually really mean that. Oh, that is is from the Magna Carta, yeah. Well, Mm. it's sort of like it's paraphrased and it's not really true, but it's also not law, so I don't care. Mm, like it's I just not don't. Law. 
I don't it's care. Like, I just don't. War. I don't need to go into Article 61 because it's fucking irrelevant. It means nothing. But anyway, so I'm just going to put it out there. And after that little spray of both Google searching and getting upset about something that means nothing, I might be the idiot here because some dipshit cooker slurred words into a fucking phone microphone. I watched the video and then researched what he was talking about. So it's every chance that I'm the bigger idiot in this situation. <laughs> Flip a coin. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, line ball. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. But what they've been doing is using their big dumb speaker, like I say, it looks like the Aldi one, and a wireless microphone, probably also from Aldi, to broadcast their weird angry messaging in town centres around Canberra. Before they were doing it a lot more, Parliament House, Old Parliament House, these sort of places are a little bit more remote with only like tourists and stuff. Whereas now they're fucking with locals in actual commercial centres. They're getting brazen because the cops aren't arresting them properly. They mm, should be. That's, yeah, yeah. And this is kind of clever. I'll, I'll pay this. But as a visual <laughs> aid, they're using that trademark palette-sized glad wrap to wrap it around things yes. and use that as a canvas to then spray paint messages on. Uh, it's almost so- clever. I, I hate it because, like, <laughs> it's not. It's not clever, Joe. It's it's, it's not- it, it, it works. They've it really just got works. a lot of this stuff. They weren't allowed to use it for housing. Yes, so they that's weren't allowed to use for housing. <laughs> no. So now, now they're using it as some sort of. It's very artistic, very creative. That's it looks novel. like they did get carbon monoxide poisoning during the process, though, because they're not well. But I don't think they started off smart. But like, you look, the messages are like exposed to twenty eight, which is you know twenty eight alleged pedophiles listed by the homophobic dinosaur Senator Bill Heffernan in twenty fifteen. If you don't know that already listen to some episodes we talk about this a lot but also when tyranny become law rebellion becomes duty i mean a becomes fuckhead and (laughs) b what tyranny are you talking about like just get a job just move on no what tyranny we've got virtually full employment at the moment i don't think that i don't think anyone wants to work with these people it's not a hard job market though you know Go go and fucking do anything, anything you want. Get a hobby that's not this. Yeah, Um, please, because no one likes you. That's why the locals who we didn't mention too much because, like, you know, but they they started ripping down signs. There was an assault involved. There's a whole other thing. We'll put it in overflow or something because it's just there's too much going on. So one thing they did do, which I thought was really adorable, I saw this in Canberra's Twitter, which is they've decided to take back the term cooker. So they're taking it back, writing Canberra cooker on the back of their high-vis shirts. Nice. Two things about this. A, you can't have cooker. It is not a term of endearment and it never will be. Either way, why high vis? You're not employed. Yeah. No. You just no. like what, do you not like wa- standing not, out? Not, not walking around the work the worksite trying to trying to look visible. And it's also mm. that the steel cap boots just offended me on a sensibility level. I'm yeah. just like, hold on. But that being said, I wore steel cap boots when I went to school. So um and I wasn't yeah. working at the time. I was just kicking people I disagreed with. <laughs> that's that's um that's not a good story, Joe. I was a weird uh, guy. Look, meanwhile, well known and well loved Northern Rivers cooker, who is terrified of clouds, Ugh. Dave O'Neill's Oh no, there's a cloud has oh. mm. got himself a lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's had a pretty rough time with his bank account being frozen after taking charitable donations in a very questionable manner. Oh, yes. And is still, I, I suspect, under police investigation. I believe he and is. taking endless selfies helping people on Pete Evans' jet ski, which apparently he had to spend a lot of money <laughs> fixing using donated money. Ooh, thousands. Oh, dear Pete, that's not very generous of you. It isn't. I mean, like, he was basically, Pete Evans was like, oh, I'll give you this jet ski to help people. And then Dave's like, oh, I needed heaps of money to fix a jet ski for Pete. It's like, more yeah. than it was worth, actually. Yes, <laughs> about, I, about 10 times. Yeah, uh, I believe well, so. 
It's it's <laughs> anyway, we won't go to that. So as with anything cooker related, the answer lies in the court. Go straight to court. Get a lawyer. Ooh. Lawyer Ooh. up, guys. Ironically, the courts aren't valid due to the Constitution being a farce. The Australia Act's never receiving royal assent despite the Queen coming to Australia mm, to yeah. do so. Mm. And the Commonwealth of Australia itself being simply a listed corporation on the SEC and therefore an illegitimate government with right. no power. And yet, you still need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in the courts. <laughs> well, I think just 100000 in this particular case. Well, I mean, yes, but everyone else, I mean, come on, guys. They're not legitimate. Why do you bother? Just, just, just Dave, just go on, Joel. Does Dave understand the hierarchy of our courts? Because he's just going, I'm, I'm going straight to the Supreme Court. He's going straight to the Supreme Court. That's it, because he wants the big one. Which you can do in some cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but there needs to be a finding in a lower court. I think speaking. this would qualify because what he's going for is he's going for something where the relief is over $10,000. And I believe that does end up going to the Supreme Court. But that's New South Wales. And I'm also speaking very much off the top of my head. And that is how fools be made fools. What oh, I yeah. can say is that the Supreme Court is a cool sounding court and one you should just mention. Yeah. I mean, just Supreme. mention it. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's like it's like pizza. All the toppings, all the toppings. I actually wrote that joke in later. I'll try and skip that now. <laughs> oh no, sorry. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm glad that we think the same. It's beautiful. So Dave wants to take this whole frozen bank account thing to the Supreme Court, and why? Look, it boggles the mind. Unsurprisingly, it all comes the price tag. As you said, his lawyer says it's going to be about a hundred thousand dollars. Take it to the Supreme Court. You know, the one yeah, without the pineapple, but everything that's else. Pretty expensive for the Supreme Court. I mean, fifty. It's a lot. Fifty. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. 50 but gets you in there. But of course, he's getting fleeced and he's also planning to fleece. But that's a whole story. I mean, yeah, allegedly, that's, allegedly. That's the next step, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. This is for the barrister and the solicitor and all the rest. All again, yeah. And all this is at half his normal rate, apparently. He must be good. Wow. Well, yeah. let's guess he's who it is. Rumpole of the Bailey. Mm. So it's not Peter Matook. Dave is above that guy. That guy is a scrub lawyer who very rarely actually does anything. Definitely likes asking for money, though. Weird fucking unit. Not AFL lawyers. They've had a stab at things. Not many wins. Lots of losses. Doesn't stop them, though. People just like their hats. (laughs) Dave, on the other hand, part of the elite. And he uses the elite freedom fighter lawyer. He doesn't use bottom-feeding people's lawyers. He uses the lawyer to the stars. Arvi uses him. Monica used him, but then got really pissed off that she lost him and he charged her for it. Didn't charge her. That was a ripoff. Sent her a bill. Well, charged (laughs) her. Yes, well, that's a whole other story I'd like to see unfold. Who paid for it is an entirely different story. But he's actually part of her origin story is now becoming a soft image. We'll just get to later. Um, And Matt Lawson almost got him. Uh, He was going to do a thing about the Victorian police. Uh, By the way, I'm going to need some money. (laughs) You don't look like you've got any. And uh, Matt was like, oh, I'm really busy. Oh, no, I can't actually do this court thing. I've got the money. I just don't want- I've got it here somewhere. I've got to do stuff on that day. Yeah. Maybe the dog ate it. The dog's eating my money. So it's Money Shishine from League of It Lawyers. That is our man. Lawyer- to the stars. And, of course, old Marnie could smell blood in the water and hit Dave up for an estimate on yet another weird and pointless court challenge with, I would argue, as a student of law, uh, very mm. little chance of success. Now, for starters, Dave, did you even have $100,000 in your account? Well, you say it was 15000 Even then, <laughs> come on. Like, do you? Like, I'm thinking more like 
five? I mean, what? Like, okay, so money you didn't steal. Yes, he he, he doesn't actually work, does he? Secondly, never seen him in think gainful so. employment. I think his work is for the people. No, no, but I think he does have a trade. I think he might be a chippy or something. But uh, yeah. go and make a cabinet, you fucking idiot. Anyway, secondly, do you have a chance of winning? I don't think you do. Well, Maybe he's rolling you the do. dice anyway. Maybe you know something I don't. He's rolling the dice, whichever yeah. way you look at it. You know, he's... you go to court, you could win, you could lose. And and he's, he's potentially throwing yeah. that 100K of other people's money, it must be said. I personally wouldn't go for a court case where I was rolling a die. I would go because I have good legal advice saying I have a chance of fucking winning. Anyway, look, I'm just saying, I think you're being investigated for some fraud. light charity fraud, of, and maybe you should stay fraud. quiet. Keep your head down. Don't rock the boat. I can tell you, Joel, I can tell you and our listeners, the fraud investigations are notoriously long-running. They, they can they can run years. Yes, they it's are. It's incredibly complex, and, and they take up a number of man-hours. I was talking to two jacks about this where I say, look, basically, if the police believe that you've committed fraud for under $25,000, it's just... It, they won't pursue it because um, there are just too many uh, too many man-hours involved in the investigation for such little return. And, and that's something that really can determine whether a, f- a fraud matter is pursued or not. But, yeah, it's highly intensive work. Yeah. Uh, it's highly skilled police work as well. And, uh, and, 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 and it takes a while. And it yeah, sucks it in court. It takes a while because you've got, to, you've got to explain. I actually sat in on a court case. It was boring as fuck. As a prosecutor, you've got to explain very complex matters to a jury. Anyway, in typical cooker mm-hmm. in court fashion, a fundraiser yeah. on the sketchy platform gives and go went up with Dave asking for funds to help with his case. Help me, I'm scared of clouds. Turns out it's not even him. The fundraiser <laughs> is at zero dollars with cookers for the first time in their lives, not falling for the scam. But Dave did seek some help with litigation. He posted this on his Telegram. I'll read it, Joe. I'm a bit flat. Clouds and all. I asked a very wealthy aunt for some help with my case. Oh, that's that sounds very likely. Not interested. Aunt's just gone, yeah. no. Thinks I'm nuts and no, the whole family no. does. L-O-L. Yeah, L-O-L indeed, Dave. I asked L-O-L. a very wealthy aunt. Ouch. Very wealthy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> That all of that sounds like a lie. At least me. the whole family's not completely <laughs> nuts. That's nice to know. But anyway, maybe, maybe, maybe it does a little maybe bit. Maybe he it was does. just under a cloud at the time. There's a tragic honesty feeling to it, though. And you know, like you can see when people are showboating when Maria Z says weird things for effect, and then you see this, and you're like, "Oh, bro, you are really deflated. You're <laughs> just not dinner. having a good." He's got the week. can of chicken on his own. Just rip the top off it and just chew it. If it's Perry Perry, <laughs> I'd fucking fight him for it. I tell you what, he'd be on his own. He's got two hands. Dave's but, not. not doing Christmas with anybody. No family, anyway. He's also got conjunctivitis, apparently. I don't care about that. He could rub his eye into mine. I thought he was doing a... I thought he was mocking Mon Mon. Uh, oh, with, really? With a funny eye. I oh, saw that. that's brutal. I didn't think about that. No, yeah, I think I he think actually does have a bung eye. Don't. No, he does. He definitely got a bung eye. Maybe he's visited Monica on the weekend. Someone's either given it a stabbing or or he's got conjunctivitis. Yeah, so, you know, forget about doctors and all their lies. You know, yeah, antibiotics well, and stuff. That'll just be just rolling around. And just infecting everybody because conjunctive is incredibly effective. It's fucking annoying. I've had it before. It sucks. Me so, look, too. I was going to say that, Dave, you are surrounded by cashed up idiots. You have flocks of sheep at your disposal. They love raising funds for doomed court cases. They've got so much form in this. They just love doing it. So just put the hat out. Just maybe, do it. Maybe it's just one step too far this time. Maybe it's just people going, hang on. This, this has never come to anything. We've flown in a pineapple in, into the hat every now yeah. and then. Maybe I, I get the feeling that's the same with my mind. I think they're actually just run out of credibility. Got donors <laughs> fatigue. And, and, and basically they've just bled people dry anyway. 
But look, I am looking forward to that court case. And here it is, here it is, here it is. This is the joke I wrote. Hopefully it's in the Supreme Court. You know, the one with all the toppings. The hey. best court, yeah. Yes. The but best look, court. We, we've already spent that <laughs> bullet, can, right? You want an, you've got anchovies, olives, everything. Oh, yeah. look, not, not the pizza hut one. Anchovies is too highbrow. But uh, they had the Super Supreme that had the pineapple as well, which I would opt for what, No, I mean, how can a Super Supreme, I mean, can any Supreme not have pineapple on it and then call a Super Supreme because it's got pineapple on it? Well, it's That's pretty not super. the Supreme Court. That's not the Supreme Court I that, know. Well, the Supreme Court I know these days has like fruity pine nuts and shit, but that's a whole other story. No. But it's not as simple as it seems. You see, no. uh, while Day was high-fiving himself congratulations after hiring semi-literate gun lawyer Marnie Shishine, lawyer to the stars, freedom <laughs> fighter on the streets, terrible lover, writer lover in, in the, the sheets. Lover between the sheets, yeah. Doubts started to appear. First, on Telegram, a screenshot with Marnie's bio shows that he fled Iran in 1992 during the Gulf War. That's a bit sad, but the dude's Iranian. That's the that's the message here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the Gulf War was mainly in Iraq and Kuwait, so I'm not sure well, why he fled Iran. I mean, there had been the Iraq-Iran War, possibly fled during that. I mean, look, good idea to flee, flee Iran anyway. Not much of a place. They weren't the good moment. friends. They were not good friends. But this is uh, one of the things that was interesting because, and I'm not going to say why, I'm just going to say I think it has something to do with being Iranian. The picture said, I'd reconsider which lawyer you are using. And I must say, being on Telegram, the last thing I expect to see is casual racism. And seeing this has been very upsetting to (laughs) me. It's so rare. It's so rare. I mean, and when you see it, people usually call it out, nothing, not a peep. I just, I think the place has gone to dogs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like Tommy Robertson's taken over the asylum. I don't understand. But then, of course, look, this is where the magic happened. God, it's such a fucking long-winded news story. I wrote this way too long. Daniel Cole on Facebook <laughs> discovered that Mani Shishine is a fucking Freemason. Oh, no. It's great. It's so good. He is at the enemy of freedom fighters and cookers both, a filthy demole Freemason. Demole Freemason. Yeah, where did you go to school? Apparently, this amazing piece of information has been sitting in Google results this whole time. It didn't take sleuthing. It was hiding in plain sight. (laughs) There it was. Daniel may very well have done the rare but wise move of checking page two of results, but he came across it and posted it on a Facebook group, and I love him for doing this. So he posted a picture of an article, which he'd captured from a PDF of like a Freemason magazine, alongside this explainer. Dave O'Neill's lawyer's name is Marnie Shishinay. Here is a screenshot from the Freemason New South Wales and ACT magazines from spring 2012. I wonder what school he went to and who's his daddy. <laughs> you did that perfectly. This is almost as good as the time as Tom Tanaki outing the Reclaim the Line whinge of Christian Mack as a fairly high up Freemason who did like Uh-oh. accountancy and shit for like the, the lodge and whatever. Of course, Oneegs was notified of this and immediately shit himself. He posted to Telegram... If there is any ties to any lodge, I'm out immediately. It would ruin my reputation. And like, yeah, it would, Dave. Like all this time railing on about Freemasons. Though to be fair, he did stand up for Mac when he was outed as a Freemason. But what's important is that cookers love you. And as irrational as their love may be, you need to foster that shit. And that means no Freemasons. No. Mm -hmm. Even -hmm. if your reasons are dumb. He also went on to say this. Uh, I'm pushing pause on the Supreme Court thing, you know. Just had a bit of a think. It's making me feel physically unwell. I've got conjunctive eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and and mon mon eye. 
It's known as Mon Mon Eye. I'm not feeling like it's the right course of action at the moment. I just had a long chat with Marnie Shishanay, my lawyer, to ask him a couple of questions. <laughs> you got charged for it too, mate. He joined the Freemason Lodge like 99% of lawyers would do when he was younger, right? He left when years he was ago, younger, it actually says too. Realised it was a scam when? and was baptised in 2016. Why is mm-hmm. that important? The only people who get to high-level masonry are in certain bloodlines. Ah. Mm-hmm. Fucking bullshit that is too. All the other <laughs> members are just lemmings who fund what is essentially a church of types. Types? What type? Anyway, they only cut all ties years ago. Just remember, every town is a lodge and they mostly do community work. Ooh. Uh, ooh. That's yeah. Making excuses. Oh, that's going to go with Karen. Yeah. Manny has been one of Australia's best lawyers fighting COVID tyranny the last two years. I back him 100% despite him joining and leaving a lodge. That chapter of his life is well and truly closed. That's the last I'll say on it. Oh, until I talk about it again. Later. Now, look, I just want to say 99% of lawyers. I'm going to throw this to you because you're a masonry kind of guy, Jack. You know more about this than others. What do you think of that statement? Certain bloodlines. Oh, it's just complete nonsense. It's I mean, an interesting one. What bloodlines, huh? 99% of lawyers, no. No. I mean, basically, Freemasonry is a sort of arcane social group of, of Protestants. There is a sort of Catholic version of it too, but it was basically a way of, of, of Protestants establishing a sort of network. Is the Catholic one stonecutters or I don't know? No, no, no. no, no? no. That's called the uh, Knights of the Southern Cross, the Catholic version, one. Oh, okay. Not the stonecutters. Neither of these things sort of really exist. And in 2012, you know, like it's not as if it's secret. They, they actually have a website and they say, <laughs> please come and join us, <laughs> you know, there's just three of us here, and one of the guy, one of the guys, got really nasty boils, and so, so they really are just sort of battling for numbers. They published them in a magazine. It really ceased to become relevant or pertinent or even useful for anyone who wanted to join because because it would get, offer you no real benefit. It was. No. It was like I, mean, I, I sort of looked at it, Freemasonry within the police force, and there were yeah. you know, a great many Freemasons there, and then there were a great many Catholics, and they sort of both kind of kept to themselves. And and and, the, and if you were a member of uh, of the police force and you wanted to advance within a particular squad or whatever, um, and that squad was run by Freemasons, as they often were, it is a bit sinister. It definitely is or was, um, but that stuff's all gone now. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't matter anymore. And it's because, like police, like a lot of our society, have one, employed women, oh. two, <laughs> two, two, um, uh, have people from all sorts of uh, um, uh, weird and wonderful back, uh, backgrounds, oh, um, ethnic worst. backgrounds and what have you. I mean, but, but the, Freemasonry be, was influential in Australia when we lived in a monoculture. Anyway, enough of yeah. that. And also just the fact that... Uh, People on uh, on the thread were saying basically ninety nine percent of lawyers are men. I mean, really? Where? Because like Freemason, yeah, you can't be a woman and a Freemason, and apparently ninety nine percent of lawyers are men. Then that makes no sense. So anyway, he's dumb. <laughs> but is that surprising? He's a very dumb man. Dave's an idiot. But according to Anigs, apparently money has left the lodge and since been baptized. Oh, he's been baptized. <laughs> <laughs> which that's, is apparently relevant somehow. See, he's a Baptist? Uh, no, I mean, who knows? <laughs> Marty the so Baptist. it's all good, folks. The lawyer who is apparently really, really good at freedom and stuff, except the winning case part, is still safe to use for frivolous legal actions that are more about vanity than justice. Mm, good find. Speaking of vanity than justice, 
Another one of Marnie's clients, Arvi Yemeni, has had a little bit of trouble this week entering New Zealand on the old Otoroa shuffle. A quick <laughs> thanks to at Lack of Toast on Twitter for sending me some great stuff on this and uh, a few other, you know, New Zealand cooker links, which we're probably not going to use because this Arvi story is really funny. So, yes, it turns out Arvi Yemeni, who's not a journalist and also can't not spell the word, uh, has managed to really fuck that one up nicely because when he was releasing the breaking news, the you know, that criminal scumbags that beat their wives are frowned upon in these interviews, surprisingly enough. He managed to spell journalist incorrectly, leaving out the end. <laughs> journalist. Yes. yes. I, did pop up on, I did pop up on uh, Twitter saying, you know, that that, that Arby's, Arby's complaint, and I popped up the JPEG there that Arby had produced with the R missing in journalist and said, this is a threat to all journalism and every journalist around the world. It is so true. I mean, I feel that we're all threatened by uh, this person being in the public discourse at all. It's Most embarrassing. Didn't get it. Most people thought I was standing up for it. Well, a lot of people <laughs> didn't, and because they, they didn't read it well enough to notice well the enough. R's were missing. Yeah, and one guy actually did, Glenn Glenn Gryer, who actually occasionally listens to the show, said, "Oh, yeah, sorry, I get it, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry." Yeah, oh, God, it really – but it is one of those things where it's like if we needed any further proof that he's not a journalist, which we didn't because he's not a journalist, not now a journalist. we have proof. Mm-hmm. But he is a grifter though. We know that much. He's not a journalist, but he's a grifter. He wasted absolutely no time setting up a fundraiser because he wasn't allowed into New Zealand. And he reckons he's going to take this to New Zealand's highest court. Whatever that is. But it doesn't work like that, Avi. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, but it wasn't, it doesn't work like this. You can't even take it to the Supreme Court. You get no toppings, Avi. Because yeah. there is a legal technicality. I didn't bother looking it up because all I did was go to the immigration website. It's all fucking there saying that you can't appeal a visa denial if it's denied overseas. And Ooh, you were overseas. And you want to know. You were in I mean, Australia. Look, let's let's just, let's just talk about the legality of that, Joel. If you're not in New Zealand, you can't actually <laughs> bring about, a, bring about a, a legal case, an appeal. No, you're not there. Just, They've just said no. This yeah. happens in Australia too. You're not coming. We said no, and that's it. You don't get a visa. Fuck off. You don't get to appeal a decision because we don't care. However, as with any other decision made under the New Zealand Immigration Act, you can apply to the High Court for it to review the process Immigration New Zealand mm. Department followed in making their decision. So this is the wording from the website. Unless you are otherwise overseas, that is in Australia or somewhere else, not New Zealand, when they refused you the visa or cancelled your visa. So what's this all about, Joe? And he was stopped at Qantas check-in on departure because his passport was flagged. Oh, finding out he can't actually appeal to the High Court in New Zealand to review this decision took me about two minutes on Google. But of course, I don't need to give you a law lecture on why Arvi is a shameless grifter who will lie through his teeth to create a narrative around fundraising for Rebel News. This is why he exists. It's why we know his name. I mean, even if he could appeal to the High Court, it would take months, if not years. Once again, an RV Yemeni vanity lawsuit with the sole intention of making him feel like a big boy, yeah. paid for by idiots, donating into a big fund of money for some reason to do with freedom. I, like, very vague. Don't know why. He claims an immigration agent named Sarah, who declined to give her last name, told him over the phone over an hour-long conversation that she came to the decision on her own after reading that Arvi Yemeni is a right-wing pest in the New Zealand Herald. Who is Sarah? Does she exist? These are questions. 
How did they get to talk to the migration officer responsible for his visa being cancelled? My gut feeling is that they were trying to conduct a visa interview to check his character and he failed, but I don't know that. It sounds a lot like Arby expected a visa and hadn't declared his criminal convictions, which are, you know, Mm -hmm. common knowledge. Everyone fucking knows he's a wife basher. New Zealand have a policy that states that visa and entry permits will not be granted to travellers who have ever been deported or removed from any nation, which is quite likely another reason why he's flagged, because he got knocked back from the USA in 2018. Yeah, I think it was 2018. Definitely during the Trump administration time, uh, made his way all the way to LAX, which presumably means that he had a visa to enter and uh, because you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't leave unless you had one. You wouldn't leave Australia to enter the United States unless you had a visa. And 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 he was pulled up at LAX. Yeah, yep. And put back on the first plane home. You don't Shouldn't have to go home, up. but you can't stay here, boy. Exactly. Either way, he was required to apply for a character waiver through an online procedure to get into New Zealand, which would then result in a temporary visa being granted. This is the process. It's not actually that hard. They probably would have let him in if he did it, I reckon. I don't know. I'm, this is speculation. If this was denied, they can then request a special direction from the minister. There's a process. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he didn't do this. I mean, because otherwise he would have known his visa status upon arrival to the airport. And I just find it so hard to think that Avi Yemeni's not telling us the whole story. It's just not so out of character for this yes. guy. As hard as that is to believe, Joe. So uh, vexatious litigant on Twitter. Worth a follow, vexatious. Oh, yeah. I think I think the name is Vexatious Litigant. Oh yeah, Vexatious Litigant. Yeah, I did that in a hurry. Uh, and that's probably a spell check, uh, spell correcting. This a Vexatious Litigant on Twitter proposed this uh, prediction: Avi Yemeni will sort out his visa paperwork issue, get on the next flight to New Zealand, and will be allowed to enter. He'll then claim that as a result of his threats of legal action, he. Force the government into a humiliating back down. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it just it sounds so much like something he would do and something he would plan from the fucking start. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, like, look, that's that's a that's a next 24 hours kind of thing, but I don't know. Uh, I'd put train bucks on that at five to one, maybe. It's difficult to believe that Avi Yemeni didn't know this was gonna happen. And one thing, just like the time when he registered a fundraiser before being arrested to pay for his legal fees when he didn't actually get charged, He's once again done the same thing by registering SaveRVYemeni.com the day before his flight, which redirects to his fundraiser for being rejected entry to New Zealand. I mean, like, it's following a bit of a pattern here. This guy creates drama and preempts a fundraising drive. And I mean, we're all kind of getting played, right? No, but look, it was put to, um, it was put to uh, the New Zealand Prime Minister. The question of uh, of his uh, what and actually yeah at a, at a press conference I didn't and, see this and I looked and uh, no no she definitely she said well look, look this is something that wouldn't even get to minister level and it's only something that I've just heard about online and she just repeated the uh, the character test yep and uh, and uh, and that's about, that's about where it was left that's 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 fair enough now what I will say is it should be noted that nobody has commented, and you're probably not even thinking about it, whether Ruction could get in. Ruction Fernando was right next to him this whole time and no one fucking cares. So Ruction was actually allowed entry into New Zealand, which completely destroys the theory that the reason why Arvi Yemeni was denied entry was a Herald article saying basically he was a pest. Everyone knows it's the domestic violence conviction. Everyone knows he clearly didn't declare it. And yet, Ruction getting in, he was mentioned in the article. If anything, Ruction was given a worse rap than Avi Yemeni. It wasn't the article. 
It was the DV conviction. Everyone knows it. An actual journalist for the New Zealand Herald sought this comment. Uh, Immigration NZ's Acting General Manager for Border and Visa Applications, Michael Carley, said there are certain conditions temporary visitors to New Zealand must meet in order to be eligible for entry. Uh, The onus, this is a direct quote from Mr Carley, the onus is on the visitor to satisfy Immigration New Zealand that they meet all of the entry requirements at the time they travel to New Zealand. This includes being of good character. One of the reasons people are refused entry is not meeting character and criminal convictions is one factor which we take into account. Australian citizens are still expected to declare criminal convictions before being allowed entry to New Zealand, unquote. And a police spokesperson said they had no comment on the Australian pair, but they were aware of protest activity planned for Wellington on August 23. This is why they're going, of course. Yeah. They're going along to be nuisances, and that's why the question was put to Jacinta Ardern. But also, just domestic violence charges. They're not coming of a good character. I mean, eh, it's up to them. You know, mm-hmm. they have the freedom to to fuck off. Well, can you think of a reason why he would have been denied entry into the United States? Well, even just... Other than that? Th- but even then, like, you know, when it comes down to that sort of thing, whatever the US's reasoning was, then with New Zealand, apparently within their, their guidelines, being rejected from a country is basis to be rejected from New Zealand. Mm. So, like, they don't even need a reason. They say, look, you got rejected from the USA. We like their Googling skills. I don't trust you. Get the fuck out. And that's that. Yeah. Don't yeah. come. Don't come. Yeah, don't get exactly. the fuck out. Don't come. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he didn't even get the fucking door. Yeah. So it, it will be quite difficult to truly bury the fact that he could have been denied entry because he's a girl basher or a fiancé basher. Denied entry to the U- to the USA in 2019 during the Trump era. Uh, he couldn't blame Trump, so he, he blamed Comedy Central, like they run immigration. You yeah, know? I mean, all he was basically stopped at the airport. Yeah. Stopped at the airport. It wasn't Comedy Central that you know pulls pulls the pulls the trigger on on immigration matters in the United States. Arvin and his sad, weird sidekick Ruction Fernando were headed to a protest to be held on the twenty third of August outside the Parliament in Wellington. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not going to turn out to be much. Maybe it will. Why yeah. they felt like they needed to Probably. go, and somehow there was a public duty involved. There wasn't. It's just beyond me. But I feel like the death of the protest movement in Australia has something to do with it. The terrible optics of standing outside a children's hospital, yelling at sick children, calling everyone a pedophile, has made Arvi look for greener pastures. Maybe Hobbiton will have some cookers mm-hmm. to cover mm-hmm. that have funny accents and maybe seem like nicer than the art of degenerate filth we have on offer. Unfortunately, from what I've seen, New Zealand cooker scene is not much better. It's an utter fucking disgrace, in fact. And with any anti-lockdown movement that I'm seeing around the world, now lockdowns are over, only the weird can Continue protesting something that no longer exists. And if you want to be a barnacle on that ship, you got to suck up that rust, man. That's Ruction I feel sorry for. Um, he oh, hasn't been dude. rejected, of course, but now he's he packed got no up all his clothes. With. Yeah. You know, brought all his gear. He was yeah, ready. Got, he was a, like, got you know, his hair did. You told know? his wife, oh, I'm going to New Zealand. This will be fucking amazing. It's I'll send you great. postcards. It's going to be great. Yeah. Can't wait to meet Elijah Wood. <laughs> fucking idiot. And, of course, Ruction did get into the country, and we know this now, and he's on the ground reporting. I left that in because I like the Elijah Wood joke. And, Joel, in simply stunning news, Eric Trump isn't an idiot. Oh, you're kidding me. Yes, a good-looking boy with a veritable medical dictionary of rare and debilitating skin diseases has confirmed his idiocy by posting a selfie while awaiting a tough interview from Sean Hannity on Fox News, which disclosed the <laughs> Wi-Fi password at Mar-a-Lago and also coughed up the passwords for the CCTV that runs around 
on the former president's compound. It's so good. It all started when Eric done a selfie and posted it on failed social media platform, True Social. And of course he did. He's, he's looking great in it, by the way. Hair yeah. combed. His wife, Lara, has done his tie-up for him. Oh, and his shirt nice. hasn't got any stains on it because the interview took place early in the day before Eric had a chance to eat. <laughs> we can't tell from the pic, but I think it's a pretty fair guess that he has, in fact, shit his pants by that I'd stage. put money on it, yeah. Yeah. For those who may be uncertain of what the image reveals, and we'll post it on the shit posting site, sure, uh, it's what people who are interviewed remotely on television will see. And the box above in the photo shows the live feed the channel is the channel is showing to him until he appears. And the mirror inside the box tilted downward displays his teleprompter over the image for him to read and watch the news broadcast as everyone else sees it. Yeah, it's very fourth wall. And in taking that pick, Eric, who loves his dad... Love, love you, dad! ...made it easy for anyone who wants to hack into the Mario Lago CCTV cameras. Yeah. The password was an unhackable 112233 <laughs> Five five. You want it's to get that down, listeners? It's you'll a good be one. able to hack in, hack into Mar-a-Lago. The greatest hackers of this generation, and maybe the next three, uh, would have spent hours to get in if they got in at all. One uh-huh. one two two three three four four five five. And this kind of top notch, leave no stone unturned approach to online security should make everyone feel safe. The top secret documents have been stored there. Yeah, it's just wild. <laughs> now, of course. Eric would never t- never sell U.S. nuclear secrets to the Russians. He'd just no. give them away to anyone who told them they liked his haircut and said they'd always thought he was smarter than Junior. Oh, yeah. you can have these. 100%. Just like his dad. Just yeah, like his dad. That's right. The password is reminiscent of the old man's Twitter account when it was hacked. A Dutch hacker, not requiring any particular skills, discovered the orange one's Twitter password was, you're fired. Are you serious? Yeah. Complete with the apostrophe in the right place, which actually amazed me. <laughs> and when he got hacked again, the Donald replaced his new password on his Twitter account was Marga2020. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's you remember good. That? Your fired one. I didn't know that, though. I really like that. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, I thought fired. you were kidding. I really like that. That's so good. You're fired. What a prick. Uh, presumably, and we can't be certain about this, Mar-a-Lago has now had to change its Wi-Fi and CCTV passwords because they've been hacked by intelligence agencies in every country from Equatorial Guinea up. Yeah. But back to Eric, the good-looking boy. The pic also shows the good-looking boy isn't wearing socks. Ah. You can see a mirror image of his, of his feet, and he's not wearing socks. Shoes? Yes. Well, They're slip-ons, by the way. <laughs> So no pesky tying of shoelaces. Oh, that's Socks, good. no. Dermatitis, eczema, and psoriasis. I guess Eric thought it better to have great chunks of skin fall into the soles of his shoes so he can <laughs> eat them afterwards. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which might give him some comfort because the orange one will be giving him a bit of tough love with a mattock. And with every blow, the halls of Mar-a-Lago will, res- will resonate with the words, Love, love you, Dad! You, Dad. <laughs> In between I love, tears I just and sadness. love that story. It's oh, so wait. good. It's so good. So and I, good, you idiot. You fucking idiot, Eric. Just an idiot. Good looking good boy. Good looking though. boy, though. Good looking boy. Good looking boy. At some point, we'll have to explain, um, you know, with, uh, what, what we're actually referring to there. It comes from the Larry Sanders show with Artie's dickhead son, and Artie's dickhead son who came in and was sexually harassing staff and stealing. Just and the actually, worst he actually, person. He actually took Hanks Bentley and fucking pranged it up. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> Hanks Bentley. So and good. with every appalling bit of news, Artie had just bow their head, you know, he'd had this disconnect with his son, what was he going to do? And and Larry would sort of cheer him up, he goes, good looking boy though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, anyway. well, uh, but listeners, if you haven't already listened, watch the watch the Larry Sanders show. It is so oh, good. it's just superb. It is uh, Chef's Kiss, brilliant television, so, featuring the so wonderful good. Gary Shandling. First season kind of sucks, but from there on, it's incredible. Yeah. I'll do anything for you. And today's program is proudly sponsored today by Nuclear Weapons. Oh, boom, boom. Listeners, are you sick and tired of neighbourhood disputes, queue jumpers <laughs> at supermarket checkouts, or that rude guy who cut you off on the freeway? Why not go nuclear? Yeah. Why not fire off a surface-to-surface air missile with a nuclear warhead that'll strip the paint off your neighbour's house and give their kids a permanent orange afro? <laughs> but Jack, I hear you say, what can I do to become a member of the world's nuclear weapons family? Isn't it really hard to build a 12 kiloton thermonuclear warhead? Yeah. I've looked on the internet and it's all a bunch of wires and stuff hooked up to a kilogram of weapons grade plutonium. Yeah. Listeners, just come on down to Mar Lago <laughs> where there's nuclear weapons blueprints just lying around for the taking. <laughs> just step past the Russian spy and the Chinese Sheila taking pics on her iPhone and help yourself. If anyone asks, tell them Eric sent you. The, uh, the password's on the wall if you need it. <laughs> You'll be like Pakistan in no time. Remember, listeners, nothing says conflict resolution than a five-kilometre blast radius. So make yourself a nuclear arms power today and Trump ukes come in all your favourite footy team colours. Remember, <laughs> point away from face. Point away. If mine come in North Melbourne colours, I'm sure they'll miss. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within... With the sounds of global Mensa president and still the only man to beat Deep Blue at chess, Thanos Paniedis, <laughs> resonating across the airwaves, it means Deep it's blue. time for which black bill fuckwit said that? The quiz show that asks how many fuckwits are there and why aren't there more? Fair. And if you're successful in which black pill fuckwit said that, Joel, you'll be the proud owner of French nuclear weapons secrets, fresh off the photocopier from Mar-a-Lago. Comes with some juicy intelligence briefing on President Macron's sexual peccadilloes, which, as it turns out, merely confirms our stereotypes that the French are cheese-eating surrender monkeys, <laughs> who are a funny race, parlez-vous, who fight with their feet and fuck with their face, parlez-vous. <laughs> what? Is that a soccer chant? I'm sure you'll find good use for your prize, although don't forget these secrets have already been sold to the Russians. Yeah, sloppy seconds. And here we go. Here are a list of quotes. And we do remind listeners to drop us a line with some quotes. I had to find my own this week, and it's Ugh. manual labour, and I despise it. Anyway, uh, here's a quote. Ironically, burning coal simply returns carbon to carbon dioxide from where it came. During oh. formation of massive forests that later formed coal. Okay. Burning coal, though, cannot raise CO2 levels, as levels are determined by, in caps, nature. Nature. Yeah, nature. cool. It was nature what done it. Was that perennial wagger of school, teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg? Or was Probably it not. Mauritius Senator or Mauritian Australian Senator? Who knows and who cares? Ralph <laughs> Deej Babbitt? My mate. Or was it sitting up on a couple of phone books so he can see the top of his head on camera, microscopic fond senator, teeny-weeny Malcolm Roberts? Or was it US senator between 1965 and 2003 and a bit of a pants man who died in <laughs> office at 100 years of age and was the subject of various sexual harassment allegations, including one made by colleague Senator Patty Murray, who said that in early 1994, Thurmond, then 91, Jesus. tried to fondle her breast in an elevator. That's strong Thurman, by the way. 91. 91. It's like being fondled by a zombie. <laughs> Imagine being fondled by a oh. 91-year-old man. 
My spine just crawled. There were so many allegations that came up after he died. The old, good old Strom from South Carolina. Oh, God, it's always Republicans. All right, who was it, Joel? I'm going with Teeny Weenie. Teeny Weenie! Well yes. done. Excellent work. It could have been Deej, but probably nah, not. too smart for yeah. Deej. Greta yeah. Thunberg was a fun one. No Strom ch- Thurmond, nah, not a chance. There you go. That's what. That's what'll fix climate change. Nature. Yeah, yeah. What'll fix climate change is sexual harassment. <laughs> Strom Thurmond died in office at a hundred years of age. John. Good. Uh, well, yeah, but you know why? Why? Why was he allowed to live for so long? Yeah, no, would be, no. You know, if all the good die young. All right. Here's the next quote. Out of all my friends, I believe I'm the only kid whose dad made us work to cut rebars. We right. laid bricks in construction sites and did other real work every summer for minimum wage. Our, dad's, our dad said that it's important in the future that when we tell people to dig a hole, that you personally know how long it will take to dig that hole. Mm-hmm. Was that? I've got the documents. Do you have the rubles, Donald Trump Jr.? Was it, he's dug a hole, ghastly misshapen Trump freak boy and chronic masturbator, the Donald's teen son, Baron? Or was it, the peeling skin syndrome does make his penis look a lot like a Labrador's, but he's a good-looking boy, Eric Trump? Or was it, I don't have to dig a hole because daddy likes my back rubs, Ivanka Trump? See, I am thinking quite hard on this one. I'm really surprised that anyone was being taught any lessons in this dumb family of fucking elitist ingrates. Um, I mean, Donald Trump Jr.? No, I'm afraid it was was the good-looking boy. What? It was the good-looking boy. It's not something to be proud of, actually, that you're you're 12 and you've been sent out by your old man to work as an adult and be paid minimum wage. (laughs) Digging holes. Dad, Dad, I just dug a hole. Yeah. Yeah, but look, just dug his first hole. It's a it's a mark of pride. When Dale did it, we're all proud of him. I think we should extend the same thing to Eric. Baron, you reckon Baron's gone on the building sites? Baron has never been on a building site. I don't think he would be a chronic masturbator too. I'm guessing that. I don't know. I don't want to assume he, but it it may not be true. But I'm guessing he's. I feel sorry for him existing. I just feel like his life is so dark. Life is life is tough. (laughs) Just so dark. Life is tough for, for young Baron. All right. Quote number three. It looks mm. like uh, you may not get those French nuclear secrets, Joe. I'd like them. No, the picadillos. The uh, the Macron sexual pe- picadillos make for very fruity reading. Anyway, wow. quote number three. Just to get here cost us thousands of dollars, both in flights, hotels, renting a car to get to these floods here. Oh, the only yeah. floods we could even reach. Yeah. We can only do this with your support. Every dollar counts. Give what you can. Oh, it's nauseating. Was it hoping one day the IOC will see sense and introduce the cheeseboard throw as an Olympic <laughs> event? Intrepid, not a journalist, banned in the US and now New Zealand over Yemeni. You'd have like the thing where the greyhounds have the, the bunny rabbit. You'd have like a picture of his ex. No, it'd be like, I, I figure it'd be like the discus, you know, you'd, you'd, and you just throw it at something. Yeah, but you've got to have the ex-spouse there for him to aim for. Otherwise, <laughs> what's, what's his motivation? What's his motivation? How's yeah, he going to know what to throw I for? I know. That's yeah. probably why the IOC just, you know, still just still thinking it through. Still figuring it out. Yeah. The logistics are hard. Or was it get him the fuck out of here, former Deputy Premier and briefly New South Wales Trade Commissioner in New York City, John Barrels Barillaro? Yeah. Was it I once rescued a dog, but chemtrails killed it shortly afterwards, <laughs> Dave O'Neags? <laughs> That's very sad. Or was it human thumb and the man who would have been Prime Minister of Australia if he'd remembered to put his electoral role form in, Tom Barnett? I love Tom Barnett. Or thumb. 
Mm. And in the Dave O'Neig's thread about like, you know, Marnie Shishinan being a Freemason, they're like, get Tom Barnett to represent you. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what? What are you? That one, that, that would literally charge you with the disappearance of the Beaumont children. You'll <laughs> like, go away for the rest of your life on a small civil matter, probably a parking ticket. It just Boy. doesn't make any sense. I'm guys afraid, are fucking uh, I just, I just, I despise, the magistrate will just look at you and go, I despise your, your legal counsel so much. I'm sending you away to jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. Contempt of court, death penalty. We're just bringing <laughs> it in. Fuck it. Look, obviously yeah. it's Avi Yemeni. It was indeed. In, uh, I love uh, it. Just, just a quick reminder to our listeners who may not have picked this up. That was when we had floods ravaging uh, the country uh, several months ago. There's and, more, um, et cetera. Yeah. And he went up to the Central Coast where there was Central a bit of Coast. flooding, not yeah. much, but the as Central far Coast. as he could get. And uh, and then he wanted money, not to help people who'd been flooded, no. but money to help him cover the story. Yep. Just, I don't know Every why. Every dollar counts. Give yep. what you can. Just, what a terrible know. grift. I mean, you, you do that, you mean you're sort of veering into the sociopathic, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I think he's taken a handbrake turn into that lane a long time ago. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. Tremendous news from not a journalist, Monica Smith. She's become a sovsit. Yay. Not content with delusional nonsense about vaccine efficacy, anti-abortion ranting and grifting her ever-diminishing group of followers, the Winnie Mandela of the freedom (laughs) movement has decided to become a free woman delusional. Yes, she has. She's just giving it a try, though. Just having a lash. Yeah. She wants to see what, in her own words, the being a living woman thing. Is all about. That's what she said. That's great. That's so good. Uh, on a video, and thanks to vexatious litigant uh, for the heads up, Mon Mon said, and she, and, and I quote, is trialing the whole I'm a living woman thing. So, I mean, I hear people talk about it all the time. How best to see if it works unless I just do it myself. Yeah. So, I now have a hearing. I have informed yeah. the court that I'm a living woman, that I do not <laughs> consent, all of that stuff. And I've done it now twice, and I've got a hearing in October. I'm going to do my best to see if it works. And if it does, I can share it with you guys. And you can do the same thing. Don't. Duh. If it does, la di da di da di da But what if it doesn't? Uh, because if it doesn't, she's going to be in the government cheese living in a van down, down by, by the, the river. Because that's where all sausages end up. It is. It actually is. It's it so is. bizarre. But Joel. Every time. What I take exception to is this dipping a toe into the fetid water, water of subsidiary, calling it stuff. Like yeah. That. One either is a subsidiary or they're not. It's not That's a fucking right. trial program. It's no. not a fantastic floating mop as seen on the shopping channel that you can return within 14 days and get your money back. It's quite a mop, by the way. No money back. Mon Mon, if you're going to be a subsidiary, it's all in. I don't want any fucking half measures here. And that means... Hurling your driver's license out the window, getting a I do not consent tattoo on your forehead, and this is the really important part, 
Wearing Wayne Glue's shit catches around for a couple of weeks just to get a sense of the sweat, blood, and the odd <laughs> missing jobby Wayne has experienced in order to become a real fucking soft city. That's very good. Also, I don't like being doing the body thing, but I will say she has a lot of space on her forehead for that tattoo. So you could even write to Magna Carta on there if you wanted to. There's space. You could, you could be a little more expensive. But I'll be a dick. You can't method act your way through this. Pop a semicolon after your name and you're a fucking soft city. If you don't consent and stop paying your taxes, don't register your car and tell a local council to get fucked when they send the bill for your rates and see how you get on. <laughs> because being a sausage is hard work. There's the public humiliation, people snigger at you, sniggering at you when you walk by. There's the bailiff's knock on the door. There's the endless legal submissions to write up. It's no fucking garden party. No. The thought does occur, though, that maybe, just maybe, money is on the soft-sit trial and error because the RDA, please donate to my legal fighting fund, Grift, isn't working anymore because everybody but Monmon has moved on and those that did donate haven't got two bob to rub together anymore. You've sucked them dry. And rather than spend her own money on legal challenges, she's going to front a courtroom and say, my name is Monica of the family Smith and I am a sovereign woman and I am here to rebut the presumptions of the court based on my understanding of the Chicago-style manual <laughs> and a quick flip through a textbook of 17th century Portuguese maritime law, which I believe is the one true constitution of Australia and everything else written since is a steaming pile of shit. Fair. You can't just front a court over whatever piddling matter you're quibbling with the coppers about now in order to keep the creeping revelance deprivation at bay and tell them, oh, I'm a self-sit now and I'd like to enter a plea, Your Honour, but I'm fearful that in doing so I'll enter into a contract with the courts, the police and Dan Andrews, who is a really bad man who wants to abort my sovereign fetus by chemtrail. <laughs> Shit. Get fair to Monica Smith. Embrace sovereign citizenry. Live it, be it, taste it, smell it, lick it and lick the turtle's shit catches while you're at it. <laughs> the snapping turtle has taken on the man in higher courts more than 430 times. Sure, he's lost every single time, but at least he's stuck at it. In for a penny, in for a pound. Sorry, Jack, I can't even fake it this week. It has not been a huge week in Pete Evans. It has Not huge? Been- Dude, 42 posts this week. What? 42. That's all I have to work with. Pete, we've talked about this, Pete. We fucking have talked about this. It's not our fault. It's yours. He's still got his head rammed up the Yanks' ass. Even the memes he posts about Australia are from the US. With these basic errors like claiming Brett Sutton, the Victorian Chief Health Officer, he's actually Australia's Chief Health Officer. No, not quite. Mm. Federalist. No, yeah. Just like you guys. He's not good with detail. He's never been good with detail. Just like. fucking hell. So, alongside that is a nice little picture of Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka with the quote, What if I told you nutrition prevents sickness better than pharmaceuticals? To which I would happily respond, Yeah, not so fucking great for asthmatics and type 1 diabetics, (laughs) but do keep talking about that because that's smart. I mean, yeah, cool. Also, Willy Wonka was a bit of a psychopath. Um, yeah, and not much for nutrition. The guy was a fucking sugar merchant. Certainly in the Roald Dahl book, yeah, he was he was quite an unpleasant fellow. Yeah, he was. And, like, not much keto about anything in that chocolate factory, so no. I don't know what Pete's fucking doing. And finally, he warns his flock of sheep that someone is using his logo and his name for a crypto scam. This is the thing. This is pretty normal stuff because Pete doesn't realise this. This sort of thing only happens to people who are known for having gullible followers. And that's you, Pete. Your followers are well known for being incredibly stupid. (laughs) But that's it. 
That's the week that's of it. Pete Evans. I mean, that's, that's all. That's not a week. That's not even a fucking Sunday afternoon, Pete. Dude, it's not even a fucking hour. I'm so bored of him. But thankfully, Senator Grind set Zibby Babbitt has Zippy! had a huge week, if not fortnight. Go, and Zippy. I must say, with great sorrow, I learned the comedy goldmine that is Ralph Deej Babette's Twitter account was deleted. He didn't even say goodbye. Oh. And I thought we were mates. The radio silence was deafening. I saw this segment dying before it truly blossomed. I feel like this has so much potential. He's so fucking funny. I feel like maybe I should have like archived the tweets or like printed them out in paper and like sent them to the National Library. Maybe I could have just fucked with it more, but I was so scared of getting blocked I didn't. I just had all these regrets circling around my head. But he's back, baby. And as it turns out, we are mates. Hooray! So Monday morning as I'm making a fucking coffee, up comes a notification on my phone and it's a wow. message from Senator Ralph Babbitt. It's a great man. It's a great man. He's badass self. And it just says hello. It just oh. says hello. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm getting sued. It's finally <laughs> happening. I've been asking for this for ages. Now I'm going to have to beg Marky lawyers to, you know, represent me for free. Or maybe just get Marnie to represent me. I mean, like, he's a Freemason. He's, he's yeah. probably on our side. I mean, just maybe that's the, why he keeps losing. Give him the losing. secret handshake. Yeah, exactly. Give that, give that finger a little rub and life is good. So the message was followed by some small talk and it was weird. And, you know, this is getting the alarm bells going off. He said he was watching the Swans game earlier. Oh. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ask you what footy team you follow. And he said to me, he didn't have a favourite. That's bullshit. Bullshit. Every Victorian has a footy team, or at it's least says they religion. do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just insane. So I was like, okay, let's just play this out. So I kept going. He asked me, how's the current economy treating you? Which is like a great scammer line, like trying to be like, I am the senator. Yeah, it's, it's a really good scam uh, now, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just ask you these politician questions. I just said it was rather well, but then he went on to say this. Well, I've been running private ground level survey of my city and noticed there are a lot of people in need of government assistance and aids to boost their business and other things. And it's quite difficult, without apostrophe, for the government <laughs> to concentrate on stuff like that due to the workloads on our hands because of everything going on with the economy right now. Yeah, so that's not great. It's not well written, uh, not it's, really a it's city. It's definitely zipping you know, standard writing though. It is. That's the thing. He is an idiot. So it's hard. It's hard to know. I just knew he'd have a football team. That's how I knew. But like, that's the thing. Moron, maybe. Maybe Zippy is so dumb he doesn't have a football team. Yeah, but no, be. surely not. But then- after a little bit of trivial small talk, I asked him what this is all about, and he came up with this. Well, it's a trade in NFT and XRP. Believe me, it's, without the apostrophe, really <laughs> life-changing, and this body has devices away for people with little knowledge of the trade to also earn, form the trade. Yeah, it, it makes and no fucking from, sense. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's compelling It's stuff. bot stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's bot stuff, isn't it? But, but this is the thing. Even though this is badly written, it sounds like a bot, He's so been hacked. It could be Zippy because he's a Sigma mindset, Sigma grind set, Sigma hustler. You've got to take risks. No risk, no reward. Mm. So obviously I gave him a whole bunch of money and now I'm going to retire on an <laughs> island. I'm going to call yeah. it Babbitt Island mm. after him because he yes. gave me this. Sure. Not, 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 not tomorrow. but I, I have several virgins. I'm not sure how they got there or why, but I'm not asking questions. No. Something about a flight log. It's all fine. Pingers are going to be in vending machines all around the island where I can just put 25 cents in of various denominations and just get a nice, strong Mitsubishi out of it. Bitcoin. And lobsters, they're citizens. They have the right to vote. 
I love my new society, and it's all because of Zip. Lobster suffrage is is well overdue. I know. Where have we been? It's 2022. (laughs) So while it was disappointing it was simply a case of crypto scammers hijacking the account, it was also quite nice to know that he wasn't going to make hollow legal threats over Twitter DM because I wasn't in the mood for it. I hadn't had my coffee yet. And while a subpoena will be amazing publicity for the podcast, I really can't be fucked. It's so much work. But I'm so glad he's back. Yeah. And I'm so glad his tweet history is still up. I had to scroll through memory lane like the time when he posted on a libs of TikTok tweet that the FBI needed to open an investigation into an account that seemed to be making excuses for a couple accused of horrific child sex abuse. Mm. But of course, he's a fucking moron and the account is fake. It took ah. me three seconds to find that out. But Senator Grindset doesn't have time to research. He's a senator, but that's the <laughs> FBI's job. I'll just get the FBI to do it by tagging them in posts. You're a senator, you fucking idiot. Don't. Do that. Does he not realize he's a senator? Does he think it's his like personal Twitter account? Checking the FBI on his Twitter account. I mean, they're all just sitting around there. Fifteen thousand FBI agents go. Well, we've just we've just been tagged on a tweet. Summoned by the Australian (laughs) government. We better we better get on this. And it turns out it's some fucking like you know weird incel in a basement somewhere. Yeah, I was just trolling people. Libs of TikTok shared. It was really funny. Yeah, good. That's how you get swatted. But it's not all memory lane because just yesterday he chimed in on the Herald Sun's hot take in the article titled Melbourne schoolgirl identifies as a cat and her school is supporting her identity. And while it's not exactly Zippy's fault, this article, which is based on sources close to the family, which Mm. means it's based on nothing. He's still a fucking moron for falling for it. But that's a thing. He's our moron. Our moron. Senator moron. Senator Grindsep, the zip brain simpleton, he's our idiot. He's the guy who let his account get hijacked by crypto scammers. He's the one that seems to bizarrely think that Margaret Thatcher is still alive and tweeting on a regular basis. I fucking love him. She's tweeting from heaven. And she's she is the type who tweet from heaven because she was so fond of social media when she was alive. I just I love him. I love him so much and I missed him. Never scam me like that again, Babs. I swear to God, I'll buy your NFTs. I'll do whatever you want. Just never leave us again. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider on Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at CrunchyMoses with AK. We set up a Facebook page. You can find it fairly easily. Just search for it, blah, 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 blah. But promoting a podcast, easier said than done. If you would share this episode or maybe get sued on our behalf and then like make a whole publicity storm. That'd be good. Get some blue checks to share our shit. If you're listening and you got a blue check, you share our shit. If you don't, you are killing us slowly. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I think you're overestimating the the blue tick pull there. Oh, come on. At least do something. Share our episodes. Be good to us. Anyway, the Patreon is up and running, as we said at the front of the show, and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way. I do love your reticence to my, like, aggressive pushing of sharing. It was very nice. Like, good cop, bad cop, right? For as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content. If you give us more money, you can get a whole bunch of other benefits. You can watch us record the show. You can hassle us at night. We won't answer, but we'll, like, look at it. If we do get to 1,000 patrons, and I tell you what, that'll be a big game changer, we will take selfies in front of the US nuclear codes and post them to Twitter with big smiles on our faces and no sense of fear whatsoever. I can well, tell say, you, say I can tell you the, the nuclear codes are 11223344455. Well, they were. They might have changed them since. We love the grift. It's just that we're not as good at, as the cookers are. Help us 
we're morally conflicted. And of course, as usual, I'm not morally conflicted at all. He has empathy. I don't. I'm going to take your money. I'm going to trick you idiots into buying NFTs of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, you own it. Yeah, it's yours now. It's fine. Blockchain, whatever. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah, blockchain. I'm all over it. And yes. finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us that you've been convicted of serious crimes and previously rejected from entering another country, but absolutely baffled as to why you are forbidden entry of another one. Because we will tell you, it's not even the crime, mate. It's because you're an idiot and you're not a journalist. It's because you're a fuckwit. That's why. That's why. It's not even. It's not even the crime. Because you're a dick. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, guys. See, See ya. ya. See you next time. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!